Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. I'm your host and the spender, Michael Dickey. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with their finances and in debt up to their eyeballs, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Today's episode features an amazing contribution from lead financial coach here at Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, Jill Emanuel. Now that name may sound familiar because we featured her on episode 30 where we talked about her transformation, her journey from being uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, uh, being one of our clients for five or six years, and then becoming uh, an amazing financial coach for us. Uh, She does an amazing job. And today's topic that she's going to be covering is how couples can effectively talk about money, avoid fighting, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, it's it's such an important topic nowadays because money is one of, if not the leading cause of divorce in America. And today she's going to go over specific things that couples can talk about, what you need to talk about in your budget meeting, how to deal with uh, within your relationship if there's one person that's the budgeter, the saver, and the other person in the couple is not, maybe the spender. I think what uh, Jill really talks about is that it comes down to communication and talking about what is important to you, uh, but I'm going to let her talk about that. So enjoy, and here is Jill. Hello, everybody. This is Jill Emanuel coming to you today with the saver and the spender. I am with you today addressing a question that was submitted by one of our listeners. This question came in from Patty and Patty asks, what's the best way for a married couple to get on the same page regarding their finances? And this is such a great question. I'm so glad that you asked this Patty because really talking about money with your partner can be awkward, uncomfortable, and it can really cause a strain on your relationship if you aren't on the same page. So this is definitely a common challenge that people are dealing with. So I'm glad that we can just bring it to the forefront and address it today. And I have a few things that I wanted to cover with you to help you and your spouse get on the same page when it comes to talking about your money. So... I think one of the number one most important things that you can do as a couple is make your finances visual. And what I mean by this is that oftentimes one person is managing most of the bills and the other one is the person that's maybe just spending some of the money or has a loose idea around what's actually coming in and out every single month. And when those bills are not visual and in a place that both of you can see, it almost becomes a matter of opinion between partners about where you are financially. One spouse might be thinking, we make great money. I know my paycheck was this much. I know you make about this much. We should have more than enough to cover all of our bills. While the other one is actually paying all of the bills and having more frequency looking at the bank account, looking at the bills that are coming in, seeing how much money is going out and how quickly it's doing so. And so likely that person, the one that's paying all of the bills and managing things, is feeling a much higher level of stress than the person who is not paying all of the bills. 
So the number one thing I would recommend is that you actually go through all of the bills, list them out in order of due date and hang it up or post it somewhere where it's visual for both of you. So if your spouse is not the one that's paying the bills, at least they can visually see now what is happening this month? What's happening this week? Which bills are actually coming out that need to be on the radar? Having this visual reminder actually helps to open conversation. It helps to have more present awareness of what's happening with your money. So this can be as simple as taking a post-it and like writing down every single bill that's due for the month and dating next to it the 1st through the 30th or 31st of the month which bill is due. It does not have to be anything super complex. If you want to put it in a spreadsheet that you both have access to or something like that, it's totally possible to do it that way. But I think having that visual reminder where both of you know exactly what's happening with your money is going to help to cut down on some of the disillusionment that sometimes happens around what money is actually being spent. So once that's done and you both have this visual reminder of where your money's going, it really comes back to a few other things, right? To get you both on the same page, you not only need to know what the bills are that are being paid, but you also need to have some sort of unified vision about what you want happening with your money, right? And so this is actually the fun part of money. This is the part that can allow you to grow and to have some fun conversations and things that aren't always so stressful. Because if we can start talking about that vision and the goals that you have, it becomes a little bit more engaging and becomes something that's not such a... um, It becomes something where it doesn't feel like you're attacking the other person or accusing one another of spending too much or not doing the right thing, but it becomes something where you can say, listen, let's, we're going to get on the same page. We're going to do this right now because we are working together towards this bigger goal, towards some bigger purpose that you both have some vested interest in. Um, one of the other things that I often see with couples, and this can be a really big point of contention, a place where people feel a lot of resentment towards one another, a lot of frustration around what's happening with one another, is that they don't necessarily understand what the other person's values are. And so when I'm saying what their values are, I'm saying, look at your life, look at the things that are really important to you. So whether it is your family, relationships, your social circle, if it's travel, if it's work, if it's your spirituality, um, fitness, health, any of those different categories of life, one or two or three of those things are probably the most important to you above and beyond all other things. And when there's not a an acute awareness around what those values are and what are the most important things for each of you. So you're going to have your own set of values that are the most important to you above everything else. And your spouse is also going to have his or her values that are most important to them. They may or may not be the same. And that's okay. It's totally okay. You do not both need to have exactly the same values. So what I challenge you to do with your spouse or partner is to 
take a little bit of time to sit down and say, what are my top three values? What are the three things in life that if they were completely supported, if I was doing everything that I could to make sure that I felt fulfilled in those three areas, my life would feel really good, right? So what are those three things that are most important to you? And have your spouse or partner do the same. So what are the three things that are most important to him or her? So once you're done with this exercise, you're going to have anywhere from three to six values that are your values together as a couple. So three to six things that you need to have awareness around and know that it is important for you as a couple to make sure that those things are funded, right? So sometimes I'll see couples that come in and Maybe one of them, one of their values is their health and fitness, and they absolutely love it. It's one of the most important things to them, and so they want to be spending a lot of time, energy, and money invested into their health and fitness. This might mean that they are at the gym often, they're taking classes, they want to be spending a portion of their grocery budget on buying supplements or different things like that, and if the other partner's value is not health and fitness they will have a lot of resentment around the money that's going towards those things. And this is why it's so important for you as a couple to come together, acknowledge what each other's values are, and then know that it is important for your relationship and for your financial well-being that you both are working to support one another's values. Now, chances are good that you may have one or two or even three of these values that all overlap. It's very common to have couples come in and they'll list out three different values and they list exactly the same values, but maybe in a different order, right? So it's entirely possible that as a couple, you have exactly the same values. But if you don't have exactly the same values, it does not mean that the value that isn't yours, but is your partner's does not deserve to be funded. Okay. So this is a number one, like super, super important, very crucial and important part of figuring out how to make sure your money is funding your life and is being used to fund the things that you both find important and valuable. If you are in a relationship where one of your values is being completely met and the other's values are being underfunded, there is going to be a huge conflict in the relationship. There will be a lot of resentment around money. There's going to be a lot of frustration. Having financial conversations is going to be strained and other conversations as well, because this obviously overflows into more than just money, but it can all stem back to that, to not having their values being met to not feeling like your, their partner is listening to them. And so you really need to acknowledge what these values are and then how can you support them. Now, when I talk about supporting values, I also just want to like lay this little disclaimer to the side and say, supporting your values does not necessarily have to be financial. So this is something where it's good to be creative and see, are there things that you could be doing that don't cost money, that would help to support moving towards supporting that value. So if your value was health and fitness, like I used earlier, maybe you don't need to change a lot financially, but maybe you need to make a commitment that 
three times a week, you're getting up early in the morning to go for a run, or you're going to start listening to a health and wellness podcast on your drive to work every day so that you can have more consciousness around what you're eating or the exercises that you're doing. So try to be creative and see, are there ways that you can use your time more efficiently to be supporting one of your values? Are there ways that you can be using your energy to support those values? Are there just different disciplines or habits that you could be putting in place that would be very specific towards the value that you hold highest? And then the last thing would be, yes, can you make some financial changes that would support that value? Okay, so now you've made things visual. You both are on the same page, so you can clearly see what's happening. So the matters of money is no longer a you know, matter of opinion. You can both visually see what's going on very clearly. You have identified a goal that you're working together towards, a bigger vision, a bigger goal for your life that gives some sense of buy-in towards any sacrifices or changes that you might be making for the short term. You know each other's values, so you can start making sure that your money, your time, and your energy is supporting the things that are most important to you and to your spouse. And then the last thing that I want to throw out there is that sometimes it is just too hard to have these conversations on your own. And at that point, I'm just going to say it's time to get help, right? So that is what we're here for. That's why I'm a financial coach. That's why there's hundreds of financial coaches around the country. So, you know, whether it's, you know, you talking to a counselor, whether it's coming to a financial coach, whatever it is for you, if putting these different steps in place is not enough and you're still on a different page when it comes to your money, you're still struggling and you want some more accountability. You want an outside party to be able to give their feedback and to give some different ideas and perspectives. Sometimes that really is the difference maker. Sometimes that's exactly what you need to take some of that tension away, to take away the back and forth or the he said, she said, or feeling that one or the other of you is hurting your situation or doesn't under, that you don't understand each other. It can be extremely valuable to have an outside party that can come in who has no emotional or vested interest in the answer and can purely be looking at it from the financial standpoint and from looking at your goals and from saying, how can we actually make this plan work? It really can help to have buy-in on both sides when you do have that outside person. So just know if, if it's still something that you're struggling with and that it it's a priority for you to overcome that, then at that point, I would say, reach out, give us a call, and we will help you on your way. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Saver and the Spender. If you would like more information about our financial coaching programs or how we can help you take the stress out of money, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Please join our private Facebook group by searching Facebook for overcoming financial stress with the saver and the spender. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. And we'll see you on the next episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.